Welcome to what may well be the freest place on earth. It's where people come from every corner of the globe to experience wine and everything associated with it in their own personal way. No entry exams, literacy tests, diplomas, membership fees, or expectations. So with that being said, let's unwrap today's grape encounter. It's a weekly adventure that we've sought out and crafted just for you. So here's your host, the doctor of deliciousness, the chairman of the Bordeaux, the top gun of wine fun, David Wilson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you that while I love living in Italy and working in Italy, in the month of September, I kind of want to be in California because everything imaginable that you could ever need or want where wine is concerned takes place in California Wine Month, which is the month of September. And, you know, you may be listening to a podcast version of this show and it is in September, but there's still plenty that you're going to get out of this conversation. And when it comes to getting the full skinny on California Wine Month, I really, really have to talk to the queen bee of all things California wine. She used to be a colleague of mine, but she's not a colleague anymore because she's one of my best friends in the world. I love her so dearly. I met her because of California wine. She was handling the PR for the California Wine Institute, and they are the end-all to beat-all where California wine is concerned. They're an advocacy organization. They take the message of California wine all over the world. They are very deeply involved in, if not responsible for, sustainability in the state, which, by the way, last I saw, 80% of the producers in California are now growing fruit and making wine sustainably. But I need to verify that with Jean Sullivan. And <laughs> she is with me here today. And I should say that she is sitting in her golden throne with, <laughs> I, I think, Jean, is that red velvet? Is it real velvet, first of all? It is. That you're sitting it on? is indeed. It is. It is. And you are correct, sir. It is 80% of California wines are made in a California certified sustainable winery. You know, what's really amazing about that is that if I go back to when I first started the show, nobody even cared about such things. It wasn't a thing. And I think one of the reasons why people didn't care about it was because when it was anything to do with natural wine, organic wine, biodynamic wine, sustainable wineries and all this, there was one overarching thing that really influenced my lack of support for such things. And it was that those wines were terrible, a lot of them, that we didn't really have this whole thing dialed in. It's one thing to be able to grow grapes, crush them, put them into a bottle, but it's another thing for what's in that bottle to taste good. And over the past decade and a half or so, that's really what the difference is now, is those wines are actually better than wines that were made in the way that we used to make wine. Do you agree? I do. I do. And I think what's interesting is that the California Certified Sustainable Wine Growing Program 
it's been around for decades and that sustainable wine has been something that they've been working on as an industry before it was fashionable. It was considered a little bit of a hippie thing. Yeah. But now we're really thankful for it because of, I don't want to get into debate about climate change or anything like that, but there is a concern that in many industries that are using sustainability to address it and the wine industry is one of them. Yeah. And, and if you're running a sustainable operation, you're nothing but a liberal because you're doing something that's good for the environment. And I'm not going to get political here. I can tell you that it's not a conservative or liberal thing. It does seem to me, however, kind of ironic that sustainability is all about conservation. It would seem like that would be a very conservative thing to embrace, but who am I to tell you this? But anyway, it's interesting because even if you went back five years ago, just five mm -hmm. years ago, the lion's share of consumers didn't care. Yeah. When I say the lion's share, 51% maybe, but they didn't care. And now we're seeing that it's one of the single most important things to consumers. It, is. it has really come around. And I think that what's beautiful about it is, as I just alluded to a minute ago, the wines are better. They're just better. You take the chemicals out, you take all of the yeah. things that you have to do to force things to ferment fully and what it took to make wine before. And you do yeah. it in a more sustainable and natural way. The wines are really good. They really are. Yeah. And no matter what you think about climate change, it's still something that people really care about, that sustainability also focuses not just on the environment, but the people who are in the environment, the workers, being fair to the workers, being very community focused, being a good neighbor. It just goes way beyond the environment. And I think people really care about that now. And they really care about where their wines are made, how they're made. I just think it is important to talk about. I do think that when your Chevy Suburban is floating down your street, okay, that suddenly climate change starts to be a little bit more of a thing for you. What I think fuels a lot of it is that climate change is hitting home with people now. When you had a hurricane hit Southern California and do the kind of damage that it did when such an idea was not even something considered to be possible, it's hitting home with people. I'm glad that we're not calling it global warming anymore. We're mostly calling it climate change because that's really what it is. Just the whole balance of the universe is just all messed up right now. So anyway, we don't have to get into that. But I certainly think that people are so much more interested now in sustainability. And you actually made an interesting reference when you said caring about the workers, because I don't think that's something that necessarily people equate with sustainability that we're also talking about making sure that the workers have a decent roof over their head, that they're paid a more livable wage and so on. These are such important things. But anyway, we're talking about California Wine Month and sustainability will certainly be a big part of any adventure that you take on. If you go to visit wineries, I can guarantee that most of them are going to talk about what they're doing where they sustainability are. is concerned, because that's just a huge part of their identity yeah. and what they're all about. It's sad, though, Gene, because a lot of the wineries who years ago could say we're a sustainable winemaking facility, and that was like a big deal because they were one out of 10 that were doing that. Now it's, like you said, 80 percent. So it, it doesn't make you so unique anymore. Yeah. It makes California pretty darn unique, though. Definitely. And I think if somebody listening really isn't 
into sustainability as much. One of the good things about visiting California during harvest and even beyond harvest, actually, is, you know, you could do for California Wine Month, there are like harvest boot camps. There's like yoga in the vineyard. There's horseback rides through the vineyards. There are tons of wine festivals going on, dinners in the vineyards. There's a whole bunch of things. And then if you can't visit, we also have a free Iconic California Recipe ebook that all your listeners can download, and they include a lot about wine pairings, too. So it just makes it very easy, and you can celebrate you, you, Wine Month at home. You say that about the booklet as though I don't already know about it, but I know about it. I've been through the whole booklet, <laughs> and I already- we talked about this? In a- Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> boys and girls, yes, this episode of Grape Encounters <laughs> is staged. This was pre-rehearsed. I know all about the booklet because there's been a booklet the past few years and it contains some fabo recipes that I have lots to say about them because living in Italy, some of the things in those recipes hits home with me. So we're going to dive into that. But Gene, uh, we got to take a little break, but we got still plenty of time. And I am planning on taking this conversation down a pretty kooky road in a minute because I want to interject a little wine trivia. We had a conversation a few days ago wherein I alluded to the fact that maybe, just maybe, we might be talking about music with a wine theme or wine lyrics or wine in the title because it's one of my favorite subjects. I know you love music. You love trivia. So (laughs) I'm going to play with your brain a little bit, Gene Sullivan, the guru of PR for the California Wine Institute, who came (laughs) here to talk about the hundreds of things that you can do in California throughout the month of September and now is being roped into wine music trivia. (laughs) They will probably I accept this mission. They will probably fire you for this, Jane. Why didn't you keep him on track? Gene Sullivan, David Wilson, who insist on going on that show, and then every single time he drags you off track. (laughs) Gene, next September, you are going on Joe Rogan. Not David Wilson, Joe Rogan. All right, we'll be back with more (laughs) Grape Encounters right after this. If you tried a different wine grape varietal every day, it would take more than 27 years for you to get through the list. And while you're busy tasting all those choices, winemakers around the world will be coming up with countless blends to set you back. Not to mention the fact that other wine experts will continue to discover long forgotten varietals that no human being has ever heard of or tasted before. So to uncomplicate things, we'll help you sort things out in the wine world and point you to the stuff that we think you'll find essential and unforgettable. On Grape Encounters with David Wilson. The only thing that Mendocino County winemaker Greg Graziano can't tell you about wine is how many different choices he makes. It's somewhere between dozens and cowabunga. Artisans like Greg don't count, they create. Did Da Vinci or Michelangelo take inventory? Let's just say that Italians like Greg can easily get carried away, especially when it comes to food and wine. Great wine is in Greg's DNA. His immigrant grandparents started making Mendocino wines in the early 20s, and despite being the head honcho of the much-beloved Graziano family of wines, Greg is just a humble, lovable guy. When you play in the dirt all day, you can't help but be down to earth. Ask your wine cellar for Graziano Wines, or just visit GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. 
they've got five different brands. Why? Well, because Italians tend to have big families. Life is just more fun with a Graziano at your table. At MM Organics, we're surrounded by health nuts. That's because we're obsessed with lowering blood pressure, cholesterol, and the risk of cancer. We want to make weight loss easier and help you strengthen everything from your heart to your teeth, nails, and hair. Full disclosure, those health nuts are actually dry-farmed heirloom certified organic raw walnuts. Rich with essential vitamins and nutrients, they're vastly superior to other nuts. Imagine, walnuts can actually lower stress and boost your brain power. No wonder MM Organics customers are so darn smart. MMOrganics.com is where you'll find our uniquely irresistible raw walnuts, walnut butter, oil and flour, sprouted flavored walnuts, and decadent fair trade chocolate covered walnuts, which pair beautifully with our legendary two horse port style wine. MMOrganics.com, eating any other nuts is just plain nuts. Tasting rooms can be peculiar places. They can facilitate the creation of new friendships, introduce us to flavors we've never imagined, make us feel satisfied and cozy, but sometimes they can alienate, leaving us with a badly bruised ego. Why? Because despite a massive purging of pretentiousness in the garden of grapes, there are still a few who pretend to be better than you. Just wish them a super day and remember that the other people in the room are giggling under their breath at them, not you. It's not very often that I would say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it now, and that's I wish our commercial breaks were longer than they are because it's during the commercial breaks that when I have somebody like Gene Sullivan from the Wine Institute on that we get to play catch-up because we're both so busy we don't have any time to just have a friend call. It's always about business, but Gene Sullivan is with me today. You've probably heard her on the show before. For the first 14 years of Grape Encounters, she was never on the show. She was hidden in the background. She is the wizard of wine, quite literally, because she's behind the curtain, pulling the levers and the ropes and things to make the illusion much bigger than it even is. And Gene, I'm appreciating you being on here, but we were into a kind of an interesting conversation during the break and we almost didn't get on. There was going to be dead air there for sure. And actually we were talking about, I can say this, we were talking about a guest that I had on a few weeks ago who I just have like the craziest amount of respect for, Natalie McLean. If you have not seen her book and thought, I want to read this, or if you haven't read it, you need to just check it out. It's a very daring book from someone who I consider to be easily one of the three best wine critics and wine writers in America. And she's not even in America. She's like a pseudo-American because she lives in Canada. But we could say she's from North America, right, Jean? That's true. That would be okay. That's true. Yeah. It is an extraordinary book. She she just tells it all and is so raw and honest. And I really appreciated that about the book. I really do think people should read it. Wine Witch on Fire. But let me say this. Go to Grape Encounters. It's uh, episode number 735. That's right. 735 episodes, right? And I had an hour with her. I actually had two hours with her. We pre-recorded the show. 
we had such a great conversation that went off into crazy different directions, but I love her so much. I just respect her so much. And she has such courage to have addressed some really serious, dark things about it's not just the wine industry. It's life, right? It's just stuff that happens that just shouldn't happen. And now she's so powerful that she can tell it like it is. But at the time, people were really going after her because they were jealous of her. That was it. That's all I can say. And she had a lot of courage to call out some really ugly stuff. And the world's a better place for that. So thank you for that. All right. Getting back to what we're talking about today is that it is California Wine Month. September is always California Wine Month. And the California Wine Institute, it's an organization that has brought me more guests than anybody else because they are a very powerful and important organization that advocates for the California wine industry and really does a lot for the wine industries of other places as well, because they really are all about people seeing wine in the most important light that you can see it in, because we take wine for granted. There's a bottle, open the bottle, drink it, think nothing else about it. They have made sure that isn't the case and that you really understand and appreciate it. And one of the things that they do is to really get behind all of the activities that happen with the help of all of these winemakers across California. And by the way, it isn't just Napa and Sonoma. I know a lot of people think California wine. Oh, Napa and Sonoma. No, not exactly. It's Mendocino. That's true. It's Clear Lake. It's the Central San Coast. San Diego. It's the Central Valley, San Diego, Temecula, you name it. You can go anywhere in California and you are, I think I figured this out. You can go anywhere in California and you're within 25 miles of somebody it's making true. wine. It's true. Yeah, that somebody making wine could be my Aunt Betty. Her peach tree had way too many peaches this summer, so she's making peach wine. But no, seriously, there's a wine country anywhere you look in yeah, California. It's true. And there are a lot of families, like you just alluded to, a lot of multi-generational families who are growing grapes. I think it's 49 out of 58 counties. So you're right. Just about anywhere you are, you're going to find a family making wine. It's pretty incredible. All right, Jean, lay a couple of events on us. Okay, we're going to go back and forth. Throw some goodies at us in no particular order that somebody can go and get involved in. Well, you know, I think there are a lot of wine auctions going on. This is really a great opportunity. If you happen to be visiting California, you can buy your favorite wines and at the same time support an amazing charity. So right now we We've got coming up pretty soon the Sonoma County Wine Auction. That's in mid-September. And then there's the same time as the Lake County Wine Auction. Have you been to Lake County, David? I think you did when we did that RV trip together, right? Yeah, but I haven't really spent that much time there. And I really would like to do that. There's another wine auction, and I'm not sure what the date of it is. I think it's on your list. And that is Wine Song in Mendocino County, which is one one of my absolute favorite wine events of all wine events on planet Earth. That is such a beautiful event because it takes place in the Mendocino Botanical Gardens. It's such a lovely setting. We've supported that for years and I just, I love it. It's just- this weekend, actually. Is it this weekend? It is. (gasps) Oh my goodness, time flies. (laughs) Anyway, all right. So wine auctions. Do you think that any of these wine auctions will be selling that iconic wine that was chronicled in 
Elton John's almost hit song. You're looking at me blankly because I'm you looking don't at know. you blank because I don't know. I don't what? know that one. All right, oh lay my... it on me. Okay. <laughs> all right. Getting drunk all the time, feeling fine on blank wine. I don't know that one. Elderberry wine. Oh, the song okay. was that's Elderberry why I don't know that wine. one. Oh, it's a fantastic Elton John song. Okay. I uh, do love Elton John. Central Valley, we have the Lodi Grape Festival. Can I just say up. something about this? Oh, yes, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord. Stuck in Lodi. And the Good. song was by who? No, it wasn't by the who. Who sang it? Come on, man. I know. The most know. important. Gosh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Water Revival. I almost, oh, my God. I almost said that, but I was afraid I was going to oh get it Lord, wrong. Oh, Lord. Stuck in Lodi. You know what? Back then, in the early 70s, when John Fogarty was was laying those lyrics on us. Lodi was uh, what we would call a little dirt water town that nobody really wanted to go to, which is why John Fogarty made fun of it. But now, no siree, not a dirt water town anymore. It's one of the great wine producing regions in America. They produce a massive amount of wine there. By the way, Lodi Zinfandels, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to just have an experience that will make you forget about pining over the fact that you don't have a partner, Lodi Zin will do that for you. Lodi Zinn can be your lover. Okay. I love Zinfandel. Lodi is a great place. All right. Give me one more. We're going to do okay. the Roan Rangers in your old neck of the woods. The Roan Rangers. Okay. So that's got a lot of Rones, which your old neck of the woods, Paso Robles, is known for from Santa and it, Barbara. And it was also responsible for that uh, conic line in a Hollywood movie of long ago. You don't know the line? It was like, I want to be a Roan. Oh, my God. Wah, wah, wah. Okay. Roan Rangers. I love it. I love it. I want well, to be a Roan. <laughs> okay. The region is known, as you very well know, for Roans. So if that's something that you really love, you're going to taste the very best. It's like taking a road, road trip in one stop. You're going to taste the very best from Paso Robles and Santa Barbara. Yes. But some of those Roans can get expensive, and you'll have to go to the bank and say, I want to buy some wine, and I need to take out a Roan. Okay. Were you working on these all night. Nope, that's spontaneous, baby. Live the life you imagine. No words better express the key to a fulfilling and joyful existence. But nothing prevents us from realizing our dreams more than the fear of red tape. That's why millions of Americans of Italian descent never take even the first step down the pathway to Italian citizenship. If these words ring true for you, then it's time to discover ICA. Italian Citizenship Assistance. ICA's team of Italian citizenship experts will obtain all necessary documents and make easy work of the red tape that stands between you and an Italian passport. You could soon be enjoying the many privileges of citizenship, like high-quality health care, low-cost education, and the ability to live and work in Italy and every other EU country. You can do this quickly, economically, painlessly. Learn how now and confirm your eligibility at italiancitizenshipassistance.com. Your passport to your Italian passport. At Bardog, we believe that every dog deserves a life of unconditional love. That's why we've teamed up with Petfinder Foundation to establish the Bardog Operations Grant. Money from this grant goes to rescue shelters across North America and helps save animals awaiting their forever homes. Visit bardogwine.com to find a bottle near you and help Bardog give back. Bardog. Wine for humans. Love for dogs. Welcome back to Grape Encounters. 
Did you know there are more compounds in wine than in blood? Maybe vampires ought to rethink their drink. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Grape Encounters. And if you are anything like me, you woke up this morning and the first thought on your mind was, I wonder how many events <laughs> encompass California Wine Month this month. How many events are they having? Then you probably, your second thought was, I hope David talks about it on Grape Encounters today. And I hope he has that Gene Sullivan on with him. <laughs> because she knows everything about California Wine Month. And guess what? I do have her on. Jane Sullivan handles PR for the Wine Institute. Jane, how many events? There are 70 events going on throughout California. And you can find them all on discovercaliforniawines.com. From wine festivals and dinner in the vineyards to harvest boot camps and special tastings. Whatever you're looking for. Wine month in California is to wine what electricity is to your Tesla. Like Disney for adults. Disney for maybe. adults. Except Disney, I think some of their theme parks now sell wine. So maybe that works and maybe it doesn't. Gene, for the people who can't go out and play during California Wine Month, you have kindly put together a booklet of recipes. And did you do like wine cocktails last year? Wasn't that? What we did or... really fun, I have to admit. But if you're yeah. a, a wine purist, I would recommend this year's book, which is the iconic California dishes book. And we've taken recipes that are inspired by different places in California. And then we've made suggestions on different varietals that they pair with just to make it really All easy right. peasy. And let me ask you about the first one, because I'm scratching my head trying to figure out what place inspired ricotta toast. Like, I could tell you what places in Italy inspired ricotta toast. It would be every place in Italy inspired ricotta toast because ricotta is a major thing here. But what is the ricotta capital of California? Oh, I California. know. It's the, roast, it's the roasted grapes that's inspired <laughs> by California. Okay. Right. Very good. I knew you'd get there eventually. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds pretty good. In the, I don't know who took the pictures, but the picture is really appetizing. I know. I only want it's to say this. Ricotta cheese makes everything delicious. And I made, by the way, this last weekend, because I experiment with my own recipes pretty much every week. And I made for friends my new version of the twice-baked potato, or you scrape everything out and then you mash in butter and sour cream or whatever. I mashed in almost equal portions of potato and ricotta cheese. Okay. And this fluffed up to be the most delicious, fluffy, beautiful, lightweight, amazing, wonderful thing. Although it did have a lot of butter and it had cheese in it. I used cheddar cheese. It's a funny thing about cheddar cheese. When you live in Italy, cheddar cheese is about as easy to find <laughs> as plutonium. Okay, <laughs> It's really, you could go into a store and say, do you have any cheddar cheese? And they'll go, yeah, no. And you say, do you have any plutonium? Let me check in the back. Okay. It's just that hard to find. So I stock up when I see cheddar cheese. Not that Italian cheeses aren't fun, but sometimes I just like cheddar cheese. Anyway. Yeah. yeah so this recipe was just crazy good. Ricotta cheese on anything. So I love what yeah. you're doing here. Ricotta cheese on a toast and then 
with these roasted grapes. And by the way, yeah. grapes are delicious roasted. They don't oh, like yeah. being roasted, but they put up with it. Okay. <laughs> and then the other thing that really makes me think a lot about where I live is you have the California-inspired stuffed artichoke, right? You're just shaking your... Gene, no, this I, is I'm radio. Just... Don't shake your head. Say something. Say what? something, Gene. You got to give me a, a second to answer. Shaking... You're like, what am I supposed to do? That's dead air. The radio uh, station okay. going. They're going, Wilson, still... make her talk. And still he's going. Go ahead. Yes, we have the best California-inspired stuffed artichoke. It goes with Chardonnay. You can also pair it with a wine cocktail. Remember you were saying earlier we had a wine cocktail book? We have a California 75. It's a play on the French 75, but we make it with California sparkling wine and vermouth. Why is it called 75? Because it's a play on the French 75. Why did they call it 75? That is a good question. I'll have to get back to you. Can you call me with that next week? I want you on the show for three minutes just to talk about it. Okay. As long as we're talking about cocktails and things from other places, Muddy Waters had a fairly well-known song that has to do with wine. Do you know it was pairing wine with something else? Do you know what it was? I think you're going to ask me about every song before I was born, but... Yeah. The song was called Champagne and Reefer. Reefer. Gotcha. Does anybody use that phrase anymore? It's really funny. You look at all these old songs, okay? Songs that had wine references. And it was always like wine was paired with stuff that you're not supposed to do. Like Ray Charles had wine and cigarettes, right? Muddy Waters, wine and reefer. There's actually a whole bunch of them. Yeah. But they're kind of escaping me at this point in time. By the way, all those old songs, the wine was sweet. The wine was always sweet. Eric Burden and the Animals had sweet red wine. Camilla Cabello had sangria wine. There a lot of sangria stuff in those days, but then wine got drier, okay? Jimmy Reed had a song that really helped us to better understand where wine came from. Do you know the title of the song? I do not. All right, sit down, because this is going to be a major revelation. Jimmy Reed's song was called Grape Wine. Wow. It's yeah. an interesting observation, though, that they used to call it sweet wine and then wines came drier. That's a really interesting observation. I never noticed that. Now, if you're into country, okay, the country people have not fully embraced wine as a thing, which is why Carrie Underwood had this song, had wine in the title, but the song was Wine After Whiskey, okay? Because that's a country thing, whiskey. She probably went in to see her producer and said, hey, I I wrote this song. It's called Wine. And the producer said, oh, no, Carrie, no, you can't do just wine. How about wine after whiskey? She's going. That's a great title. My daddy used to drink wine after whiskey, but he didn't actually drink the wine. He just threw it away. Anyway. Yeah. I'll skip the whiskey and just go to wine. uh, At least Beyonce gets it right. Wine and dine, which is a totally cool thing. Florida Georgia line. Sipping on fire, okay? That should be a California song, Sipping on Fire, because during harvest, invariably, there's all kinds of fires. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, well, it's true. Isn't it crazy how these days, like places you would never see all this catastrophic weather, so many crazy things. Like, I feel really bad for the people up in Canada. The whole country's just been ravaged by fires. Anyway, this is as close as Snoop Dogg gets to wine, a song called Gin and Juice. My husband, when we were first dating, played that song for me. It is hilarious. Oh, really? (laughs) Sucking on gin and juice. (laughs) 
Okay, you know the song. See, you didn't know any of these oh. from mainstream artists, but Gene knows Snoop Dogg music. That's, That's <laughs> kind of interesting, actually, Gene. I didn't there expect that. Exactly. A new onion layer unpeeled about me. Okay. In various surveys, there is one song that invariably comes up as the number one song with a wine reference. And then I can tell you it's been competition with another song. Anyway, and neither of them have wine in the title, by the way. Okay. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you that there's three that come up almost always as the top three. If you can get one, I'm going to give you a prize. Okay. 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 Gene Sullivan, name about, that wine tune. How about Isn't It Ironic by Alanis Morissette? Isn't it ironic that I don't even know that there's a wine reference in that song and I like that song? It's a black it's... fly in your Chardonnay. Wow, you can sing. How about that? A... No, that's not right. That's not right. So now I'm going to give you one of the three songs right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Red wine, you make me feel so fine. UB40. Red wine. Yes, but who wrote the song? UB40. Didn't they write nope. it? Nope. Oh, wait. Nope. Oh, wait. Nope. wait. Nope. Let me think. Somebody about that's that been for... around forever. Somebody that's been around forever. And at least for him, the song was really a diamond in the rough. And then they came along. Neil and Diamond. A... How'd you say it? One out. Okay, Neil Diamond. Because you said diamond in the rough. Okay, we got to go to a break, but do you want to tell me one of the other two of the three most popular wine songs? So in Hotel California by the Eagles. You got it. You got it. You got it. That's it. That's it. You got it. It says they talk about pink champagne on ice. Mirrors on the ceiling. Pink champagne Champagne on on ice. And she and said, we are, we are all, we are just, all prisoners just prisoners here. here of our own device. Originally, the lyric wasn't of our own device. It was gulping down our vice. Righty then. We'll be right back with Gene Sullivan and more Grape Encounters <laughs> right after this. Did you know that some wines are just as delicious and desirable after 100 years as they were when they were young? Hmm, should, should I be seeing a winemaker instead of my doctor? Grape Encounters will return right after this. At every family gathering, my brother Steve and I each bring several bottles of wines and try to one-up each other. I bring wines from all over. Steve only brings wines from California's Mendocino wine country, where he's lived for decades. And even though there are hundreds of great wineries there he can choose from, he mostly brings wines from the Graziano family of wines. Now you'd think you'd see a lot of duplicates from past gatherings since most producers only make 6 to 12 wines, but Graziano has 5 brands that make literally dozens, upwards of 30 mostly Italian varietals, and all rock stars. Made by the real rock star, Greg Graziano. You can hear my recent interview with Greg at GrapeEncounters.com and you can find Graziano wines all over America or buy them online at GrazianoFamilyOfWines.com. I've never confessed how much I love Graziano wines to my brother, and uh, let's keep it that way. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. 
When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At mmorganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. So I got to talk really fast because I told Gene Sullivan that we had plenty of time to talk about all of the stuff that has to do with California Wine Month. Don't worry, we're going to get it all in. And we got not nearly all of it in. Gene, I'm sorry. We got off. You kept getting us off on a tangent, Gene. And that's what happens when I let you run roughshod over my show. And you start talking about the stuff that you made me talk about. I'm always Uh, in trouble. Always in trouble. Yes. So you just gave me that look that made me (laughs) want to start telling wine jokes and talk about wine songs and stuff. And I knew that's what you wanted. So I gave you what you wanted. By the way, about wine songs, just for a second. When we were at break, I was looking at my long list of wine songs. And you know how I said that when the old songs, they used to talk about how sweet wine was. And it really is true. If you look at the list of wine songs by year, and I'm not going to get into it, but they were always about fruit wines, Dina Carter's strawberry wine. And you know why? Because if you go back, California wasn't a wine thing in a big way until 1976 with the Judgment of Paris. Judgment of Paris. Really put California on the map. So prior to that, wine was more of a thing that could often be made out of fruit. And that's why that is. And wine palettes had not developed to where people like dry wine. Yeah. So that's why White Zinfandel yeah. was really popular when it first came out. Yeah. Okay. And just a little bit of trivia, if you really are interested in The Judgment of Paris, that movie Bottle Shock, I think it's probably on Netflix. You could rent it. It's all about Well, that. so let me tell you that I pulverized that movie in a <laughs> show that I did a handful of years ago. I pulverized it. You know who helped me pulverize the movie? Mike Gergich? Yes. I know it's not 100% accurate. I know that for sure. Mike Gergich just turned 100. And I'll tell you what, even at 100 years old, he would pulverize that person because the story's not true. In spirit, it's true. But it wasn't that little guy that is responsible for making the wine. He didn't make that wine. Mike Gergich did. So there. All right. Okay. All right. I'm sorry I brought it up. Mike, if you're listening, Mike, I always defend you. Anyway, people always tell me, oh, yeah, Judgment of Paris. Yeah, I saw that movie all about it. No, you didn't. It's not all about it. Okay, give me some events, Jane. So we've also got the Capitola Art and Wine Festival right on the beach in Santa Cruz. We've got the Tiburon Wine Festival just across the Golden Gate Bridge. Don't you like that name? I I like that name of a town, Tiburon. I just like the way it sounds. Tiburon. Tiburon. I am going to name my next child Tiburon. Capitola Wilson. (laughs) 
okay. then also down in Southern California, you've got the Del Mar Wine and Food Festival. There's a big grand tasting, a lot of food and wine there. By the way, if you go down there, Del Mar, jet down to La Jolla, okay? Because mm-hmm. I was down there a year or so ago, and I went to a bunch of restaurants in search of good wine. It's a very wine-savvy area down there in San Diego, but La Jolla, Del Mar, totally kick butt. Okay. Next. Absolutely. Then if you're into grape stomping, you should check out the Escondido Grape Day Festival, which is a lot of fun. Have you ever done that? No. Grape stomping? Actually, it was just as recently as the night before last. My friend Luigi brought me over these beautiful green grapes. I dropped some on the floor and I came out to get a drink of water late at night and the lights weren't on and I felt this squish under my foot. It was one of her grapes. Go figure. That's as close as I've gotten to grape stomping. What else? Then also in Temecula, we've got the Temecula Crush event. It's a big wine and culinary showcase. That's at the very end of the month. But they also have down there in the middle of the month, the Great Taste of Europa Wine and Food Festival. What is that? Europa Wine and Food Festival? It's a resort in Temecula. And so that's why it's named that. But besides all the wine festivals, there's also a lot of winery activities. I was trying to figure out what wines I had ever tasted from Europa. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait a second, I live in Europe, but I don't think we call it Europa. No, you do not. But they have 40 different wines they're serving there from all over California. Sounds good. It's just the name of the hotel. Okay. So there's a lot of other individual winery events. There's like grape stomps and dinners in the vineyard and special tastings and tours. So you can just find them all along with the recipes at discovercaliforniawines.com and you're set. All right. One of the recipes intrigued me because it's an avocado salad with, this is what you said, with Hidden Valley Ranch style dressing, okay? Mm -hmm. Not Hidden Valley Ranch dressing, okay? And I don't know, are the people at Hidden Valley Ranch going to sue you for saying Hidden Valley Ranch style? You know, we have permission from them, actually. You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you know why Hidden Valley Ranch dressing is so white? And most dressings are like oil, vinegar. Hidden Valley Ranch dressing, you put it on your lettuce and it just turns your whole salad white. Do you know why that is, Gene Sullivan? I would assume it's the ingredients or buttermilk and sour cream or yogurt. No, it's because Hidden Valley Ranch, the company, is owned by Clorox, the bleach company. Clorox, it makes your whites whiter and your salads even whiter. That's it. All righty then. I did not know that. I stand corrected. So there really was a place called Hidden Valley Ranch. Yes. Long, long time ago. It was a dude ranch. People would go there. The owners of the dude ranch made this dressing, which they called Hidden Valley Ranch. Nobody had ever seen a white dressing before. But anyway, it was delicious. And by the way, Hidden Valley Ranch, even the Hidden Valley Ranch of today, it's delicious. I love that flavor. It pairs with more things than any wine that I can think of. But over the years, first people, the guests of the Dude Ranch would take home a a jar of the dressing because it was so good. And then they started to get so much demand for it. They had to cut some corners. They had to powder the buttermilk and do all this stuff and more and more uh, things that they had to do to make it easier to make billions of gallons of Hidden Valley Ranch. It's still pretty good, but it's not the original one. Just after the original one, they started selling it in stores and they gave you a glass carafe and a little packet of the ingredients. And then you had to buy buttermilk and mix it with that and shake it all up. The only thing is that it's hard to find buttermilk now. Nobody likes it because it sucks. It's the most awful taste by itself. But when mixed with the magic powder of Hidden Valley, it's delicious. That's all I can say. And I'm just going to say this because my Italian friends here don't really listen to my show. I dip into Hidden Valley Ranch pizza. I do. 
And it's the pizza delicious. dough. I can see that. Yes. That could be pretty delicious. It's delicious. Oh, by the way, in the last year, they introduced Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yep, it's a real thing. Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. Anyway, we got to end it now, Gene. So tell them where they can get the book and tell them where they can get the list of all of the events. And we're going to call it a day, Gene. Okay, you can get everything. You can get the recipes, events, learn all about California's wine regions, all about California's wines at discovercaliforniawines.com. Okay, Gene, I love you dearly. Thank you for being on. I think we've made the point that there's a lot of stuff going on in California for the rest of the month. You need to hook up with that website because they keep you abreast of things. They sometimes also keep you a thigh and a leg of things, but mostly abreast. Gene, thanks Thank a lot. You, David. It was such was a it? great time. <laughs> so much fun. Okay, we'll be back here next week. I can't guarantee it will be as fun without Gene. It'll be fun. Blue Jean, baby queen. Okay, that'll do it for Grape Encounters. Goodbye. Are you guys still here? I said we're through. It's over. The show's over. I'm hanging up right now. There's not any more show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.